0: Last week was Valentine's Day, and I decided to be a little festive, so I wore some red joggers. If you were here last week, you saw my red joggers. If you weren't here last week, you probably saw my red joggers. I mean, they were bright. And after I walked off the stage on one particular service, I had somebody say, Yo, Pastor P., you're dripping today. Now let me pause and say, I am almost 50 years old, and I'm not caught up on the vernacular of today's young person. And so I, I was, I apologized for dripping because I didn't, I didn't know if that was good or, or bad. I, I just, I didn't know because I'm not caught up in the language. Second thing is I'm almost 50 years old. And when you tell a nearly 50 year old guy, you're dripping, <laughs> I mean, we think like something's like bladder splatter or something going on. I, I didn't know. And so, but thank God for Google because I Googled it and, um, and, and it meant that I was fashionably dressed. To which I thought, why didn't you just tell me you're fashionably dressed? But then dripping does sound a little bit cooler. So I was, obvi- apparently I was dripping last week. So that's awesome. Found that out about myself. But it caused me to think about the fact that we have insider language in any culture. Like if you work in an office, you've got some inside jokes, right? If you're in a family, you've got some inside jokes. Um, and church has insider language too. We really do. Um, I, I learned this when I went from an unchurched person to a church person. Some of the phrases that we would say each other to each other in the church. Now, if you're from church world, this next statement is um, is going to be relevant. In fact, you'll understand it. But from a non-church standpoint, when I first came into the church, I had somebody ask me, "I've been there," said they, they said, "Have you been washed in the blood of the lamb?" And I said, "I don't think so. That sounds horrifying." <laughs> If y'all bring out a goat, I'm gone. Like, like I'm not, I no, I have not been, and then they explained that to me, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, when people would say, we, we want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm like, that, that sounds terrifying. I don't want to get possessed or whatever. Like, we have insider language, and if we're not careful, we'll say things or we'll sing things and not completely understand them, which is why I want to talk about that song we just sang earlier, Lord, I, I receive your rain. Like I receive your rain. I receive, Lord, what you have for me, what you want to say to me is essentially what we're saying in that song. Um, Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah chapter 55, he says this, and, and um, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 11, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Now, you don't even have to be a Bible person to know that that's true. I mean, that's just true. Rain falls from the sky, it waters the fields, and the crops grow. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Let's do that again. 1130. I know some of y'all are still asleep, but stay with me. Yes or no? Yes. God, I love y'all. Anyway, so, so the rain falls and waters the ground. And the the seed grows. That's just agricultural. That's how it works. But then God takes it to the next level, and he says this. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always, it, huh, always produces fruit. I remember I was reading this several years ago, and I was kind of, I got to that, and it said always produces fruit. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, don't. Because I've been to church before and I didn't get a thing out of it. I've, I've opened my Bible before and, and read for a while and closed it and been like, I don't even know what that was. So, God, I'm not sure. Have you ever told God that this word wasn't true? I, he didn't kill me. I mean, but, but I was like, God, I'm not sure that's true. I, I don't, like, you send it out and it always produces fruit that, like, you're saying it rains. And it always produces fruit. And God spoke to me. Now, I'm, I don't know if this is for anybody in the room or not. i just tell you what he told me. He's like, hey, Perry, the reason my rain don't fall in your life is because you got your umbrella out. Like when we show up to church with our umbrella or when we open our Bible with our umbrella and we don't want to receive it, it's not God's fault. God's always speaking. God is always working. God is always. Do you know that, do you know that God speaks to me through sunsets? Every time I see a sunset, I'm like, "He did it again." Look at how look at how creative he is. Look at how awesome he is. Look at how beautiful he is. Look at what a Clemson fan he is. Just it's in it's in the sky. It's in the sky. Some of y'all, I'm a Carolina fan. It's because you got your umbrella. And you're, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I I come unwound. at 11:30. It will accomplish all I want it to. Pause. Do you know God wants to accomplish something in you? Something something that would blow your mind. He wants to accomplish something in you, and he wants to accomplish something through you. Everybody in this room, that's true. Everybody watching right now online, that's true. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. So, so if it's going to prosper and it's in me, that's a good thing. God wants to prosper his word in you and through you, and that's where we're going to pick the story up with Elijah. We're going to finish out Fire and Rain today. So it started several weeks ago when Elijah goes to Ahab. Now Ahab was married to Jezebel, the ruler in Israel, and they are bad people. These are, these are bad people. And Elijah tells Ahab, God's going to try to get the nation of Israel's attention. So it's not going to rain for um, it's not going to rain until I say. It was going to, eventually going to be three and a half years. So it doesn't rain for three and a half years. Now Ahab tries to have Elijah killed. He puts a hit out on him. He sends bounty hunters after him. He mocks him. He falsely accuses him. I mean, Ahab's coming after Elijah. And Elijah. God finally told Elijah, hey, go find Ahab. So Elijah goes and faces Ahab. They face each other. And Elijah says, let's have a showdown. And we talked about that last week, the prophets of Baal versus Elijah. And we'll just call down fire. And whichever God answers by fire, that's God. That's what we'll do, and we saw last week that fire fell from heaven, not when the prophets of Baal called for fire, but when Elijah called for fire, but we ended last week by asking this question. If the land has been in a drought for three and a half years, what's the last thing you want falling from the sky, hitting the ground? Fire. Yes. You don't need fire. You need rain, and that's where we're going to pick the story up, okay? So the fire has fallen. And then the Bible's, oh, oh, I forgot this. This is the question that I really want us to answer today before we get into the rain falling. Do I really want to receive the word the Lord has for me? That's personal. We, every every um, message in this series, we've asked a personal question. Do you really, I mean, do you really, do you really want to receive? See, I think you do. And I'll convince you why by the end of the message. Here we go. The Bible says, then Elijah said to Ahab, pause. If you were Elijah, would you have something to say to Ahab? Because I would. I mean, Ahab is the guy that made my life miserable. Ahab is the guy that tried to have me hunted down. Ahab is the guy that falsely accused me. Ahab is my enemy. Ahab has made life miserable for me. So I got something for you, A- Ahab. I got it. If you got that, that's great. I got something for you. I got something I want to share. If you were Elijah, would you have been tempted to go off on Ahab? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, got some honest people here. The rest of the people are like, I don't know. Yes, you would have. All of us would have been tempted. In fact, every one of us have done that before. We've, we've, somebody has hurt us or somebody has wounded us deeply. And if we haven't done it, like for real, we've at least had the mental conversation in our mind, have we not? Is there somebody you've gone after in your mind and you are, I mean, you are letting them have it. You're like, you did this and you did this and you didn't, you always win, don't you? Okay. <laughs> By the way, if you let them beat you up in your mind, you got some bad problems. I mean, <laughs> this is a second chance, but I'm not even sure we can help you. So, <laughs> You are going off on them, and it's like middle school. Everybody's standing around going, oh, 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 like that. that, It's it's incredible. So if I'm Elijah, and I get to say something, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you all. I'm just going to be honest with you all. If I had just called down fire on the altar, I think I might be tempted to call down fire on Ahab. Has there, any, has there ever been anybody in your life that if you could have called down fire at least one time, you would have done it? Say yes. yes. Tell the truth and shame the devil. It happened to me last night. If I could have called down fire on my dog. I, hey, listen, it was his I was laying on the couch, and he was, he's, he's attention starved. He's jealous of Shannon. So he came right beside me on the couch, and I'm, I'm literally on the couch, and he came right beside me, looked at me, and peed right in front of me. <laughs> he won't do that again. Um, but in that, you, you know what it's like. You, so in that moment, you're just angry. You're just angry. You're just angry. And this is what I see happening a lot in church culture. Have you noticed that church people are really angry at the world? Have you, have you seen it? Some of the meanest, most cruel people on social media claim to be Christians. Jesus said they'll know we're Christians by our love. It's getting real quiet. Oh, okay, I'll just move on then. It's getting quiet. So if I'm Elijah and I get to say something to Ahab, I am going off, which is why this next part of the verse blows me away. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. See, I didn't expect that. He had the opportunity to go off, but instead, he spoke an encouraging word. Hey, Ahab, get ready for rain. Now, let me ask you a question. Did Ahab deserve the rain? Yes or no? No. No. No, he was anti-God. He was anti-the God of Israel. He was anti Elijah. He was anti-everything. He didn't deserve the rain, which is why the rain is grace falling in our lives. None of us deserve it. See, here's what's so beautiful about this story. Elijah and Ahab, when I I, I discovered this, what I'm about to share with you, I discovered it this week. I've been reading the Bible for 30 years, and what I'm about to share with you I've never seen in my life. Elijah and Ahab both lived in Israel. They were both in the same place and the same location. Don't miss this. They both needed the same amount of rain to sustain their life. We... All of us need the same amount of grace to save us. I don't care if you were born into a Christian home or you are as pagan as pagan can be. Every single one of us need the same amount of grace of God to save us. And so instead of speaking fire over Ahab, Elijah told him, rain's coming. You're about to receive from God. This is what's called amazing grace. You know what else this reminded me of? This reminded me that people far from God really matter to God. Ahab mattered to God. As much evil and wicked as he had done, he still mattered to God. And just so you know, people far from God not only matter to God, they will always matter to this church. This is second chance Church. I've had, and the reason I say this, and I want to say this because every once in a while I have people in the community going, hey, did you know so-and-so comes to your church? Yeah. Do you know so-and-so volunteers at your church? Yep. Do you know what they do? You know where I saw them Saturday night? Pause. It doesn't matter i 'm not their freaking monitor i don 't care where they were saturday night here 's what I know they 're here on Sunday morning and they're in a position where they can receive a word from God because here 's the deal i 'm not the one that 's supposed to convict people. God convicts people if I convict people they 'll turn back. but when God speaks a word into your life and it gets planted in your heart that 's when change happens i 'm not trying to change anybody i 'm trying to get changed just like everybody else is getting changed, and we get changed when we 're willing to receive the Word of God and if the Rain can fall on Ahab's life. The rain can fall on any of our lives. People far from God really do matter to God. We see it with Ahab. And And then, so Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Now this is... I was going to demonstrate this, but I ran seven miles this morning, and I'm hurting, so I ain't ain't going to do it. But this right here is insane because think about it for a second. Last week, when Elijah called down fire, remember we said his prayer was like less than a minute, and he prayed out loud for everybody to see, and bam, fire. But then he wants rain, and we see him take a posture of desperation. He's bowed low. His face to the ground. On it, he is desperate for rain. Because I, I haven't fallen in three and a half years. And the land is dry. And he places himself in a place of desperation. And then this, this is where it gets a little crazy right here. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked. Then he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times. Elijah told him to go and look. Can you see this playing out? Because I'll pause every once in a while when I read the Bible and I play things out in my mind. Let's say the servant's name's Bob. We don't know what his name is, but Bob, you spell it backwards, same thing. Bob. Let's say his name's Bob. Just make it easy for everybody. His name's Bob. Elijah, he's, Elijah's praying. He's like, man, he's praying. I'm just gonna stand here. I ain't got nothing to do. This so is kind of fun. And Elijah looks at Bob and says, Bob, go look and see if it's if if clouds are coming in. And Bob goes, I got you. I got you, boss. I'll do that. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go look and see. There's clouds because you were praying, and I'm sure it's coming. He goes to the top of Mount Carmel. He looks out, and you can see the Mediterranean Sea from the top of Mount Carmel. It's absolutely beautiful. He looks out. He's like, um, nope, nothing. So he goes back down, to Elijah and Elijah goes, hey, man, I know you're um, doing that prayer thing. It ain't working, man. There's no, nothing coming. Elijah goes, go back again. Okay. I mean, it's possible I could have missed it. Could have missed it. And we'll go look again. You don't move. Now I'll be right back. He goes to the top, looks, nothing. Gets out of the iPhone, you know, pulls up the radar map. Nope, no, no. Okay. I'll break his heart. i have to go tell him. Elijah, Elijah, he's, I just got back from the top. Still not happening. Go again. And on the way up, he's saying, I hate this freaking job. I'm going to get my stimulus check. I'm going to get my tax check. I am leaving. I'm going to be a people greeter at Walmart because they get more appreciated I'm walking top. Look at stupid mountain. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Elijah, hey, man, I was just up there. There was nothing there still. You ever talk under your breath? <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. Nothing. I, wasn't, I was clearing my throat. Um, seven times. Can you imagine the seventh time up? Do you think the servant expected to see anything? Yes or no? No. We think these are great Yes, I will go a seventh time because I know this number seven is the number of completion. And you will no no on the seventh time up he's pissed. He's going to the top, going, I've been up here seven times, and there's nothing, and I hate, this is stupid, because you just called the fire, and now we're working on the rain thing. You can't make that happen. You can make the fire, but you can't make it rain. I mean, like, what's the problem here, Elijah? What's the problem? Seven times, Elijah told him to go and look, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But... Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Seventh time, can you imagine? He's still going up. He's up there, top seventh time. He's like, there's nothing. Oh, snap. It ain't much. It ain't much, but it's more than we got. It ain't much, but there's there's, there's hope, there's hope on the horizon. At the end of the day, did you know just a little hope can go a long way? And it's my heart, we're we'll going to talk more about this next week, but it's my heart that we are known as a place where people can find some hope in a world that's telling you that everything is hopeless. We listen, we are drug dealers at Second Chance. We deal in hopium. We're trying to get people OD'd on hopium. We're trying to find that vein so we can get some hopium in you. We got some hopium at the at the First Timer's Tent. Some of y'all going, "So now some of y'all are like legit going on." "Hey, can I get some of that hopium?" Like 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 I want to be I think the church should be the most hopeful place in the world. My God, the tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. Jesus is in us. Why shouldn't we have more hope than anybody on the planet? I believe that with all my heart, and so, and so he finds a little hope. I I know what it's like to lose hope. I remember, I'll I'll spell you all the details of the story because I've told it before. But I remember nearly drowning one time, being under the water. Everything went red. I thought I was going to die. Somehow, I made it to the surface, and when my head popped above the water, (gasps) I took in that breath. That's what hope is like. You feel like you're drowning. But then you get at the top, and it's, man, it's it's nothing but a cloud, but it's more than you had. Now, let me let me tell you something God taught me on top of I learned this lesson on top of Mount Carmel with, and I mentioned last week, one of the greatest Bible teachers ever. A lot of people in this room, you got turned off from church. Because the church or somebody in your life who claimed to be a Christian brought the fire in your life. For example, yesterday. Yesterday I, was, I went to Food Lion just to get some, some groceries and stuff. And I walked by and there was like a, a Girl Scout and her mom selling Girl Scout cookies out in front of Food Lion. And y'all, your boy can't say no to Thin Mints. In the freezer. If you don't put thin mints in the freezer. I mean, that second hesitation, chapter 4, verse 8, says, Thou shalt put thin mints. And I made that up. So so I got, I, and, the, and the lady said, Would you like some Girl Scout cookies? And I was like, I'll be back. Because I I I had to I was gonna spend everything I had in my pocket once I got my girl so I came back out and I was like I want I want four boxes I got Girl Scout cookies but I went home and I do it every year I do it every year you know why I do it to troll people (laughs) I intentionally troll people because as soon as I put I bought some Girl Scout cookies Christians got pissed the Girl Scouts. They support this, and they support this, and this. Do you know what they do? Yes, I know what they do. They make awesome cookies. <laughs> oh, while I'm at it, I got some Ben and Jerry's too. Oh, you wanna make you wanna make a Christian man, A Christian? Ben and Jerry! Can't believe, do you know they support this and they support this and, this and this? Do you know what Ben and Jerry do? Yes, they make freaking incredible ice cream. That half-baked, woo! Make a, make a Presbyterian say amen out loud. I mean, it's unreal. <laughs> but you put something like that online and Christians will be like, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do that. And a lot of people here today and a lot of people watching online, you've had the fire brought in your life. I never forget my friend on the mountain Carmel that day told me, it was me and a few other preachers, and he said, all Elijah had to do to call down fire was pray a prayer that took less than a minute. He had to work seven times harder to bring the rain. And he told us, he said, as pastors, you will be tempted to bring the fire every single Sunday. But when your people show up, they don't need the fire. They need the rain. I learned a long time ago, I don't need to tell you like it is. You've heard me, tell them like it is. Tell them like it is. I would rather tell you not like it is, but like how it could be if we were just open to receive the word of God in our life. So I, this is I can't promise you that we're going to be a perfect church. We're not the perfect church because I'm the pastor. But I can promise you every single week, we're going to do the best that we can to provide an environment where you're not receiving the fire, you're receiving the rain. Now, let me pause real quick and say this. The rain, when God rained, sometimes it could be conviction. You know conviction and condemnation are separate? Condemnation is meant to shame us. Conviction is meant to change us and point us in a new direction. That, that is rain. That's a good thing when God convicts us because he cares enough about us to tell us that we're doing something wrong and he wants to show us how to do it right. For those of you that are so scared that there's going to be a Sunday where I just bring the fire, my hope and prayer is that we will always be a church that's known for bringing the rain. So... (laughs) He sees this man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry, hurry to Ahab and tell him. Because Ahab, Ahab didn't believe that the rain was going to come. And can you blame him? Because he hadn't read 1 Kings 18 yet. He didn't know. (laughs) Rain's coming, all right. He goes and he kind of, kind of procrastinates a little bit. And Ahab's like, I mean, Elijah's like, you better Hurry. You, you, you better you better get on out from here. That's what we say in the south. You better get on out from here because it's gonna rain. In the south, if you're not from the south, there's certain things that we say that we don't mean, but it allows us to procrastinate. Growing up, I grew up in a house where my mom and dad we would go visit people. So you just randomly go to somebody's house and visit them without calling them. You just show up, you just walk in, and they would be like you sit and. When, when people, this, now this is old school, I don't know how we do it now, but like old school, my mom and dad would stand up when they were tired of visiting and say, Y'all come go with us. <laughs> that does not actually mean we would like for you to come to our house with us. That means we're tired of you. <laughs> but you also, like 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't an immediate leave, there was a process. You had to stand and say, y'all come go with us. Everybody stood up, and you continued to talk for 10 minutes. And I'm the ADD kid. I stayed in trouble because I was like, are we leaving? 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 Shut up! (laughs) So then you'd walk outside. But when you walked outside, you didn't go to the car. You stopped. And you would continue the conversation. And then you'd say, y'all come go with us. Y'all come go with us, meant We're going to actually walk to the car. We're not going to get in the car. We're going to lean up against the car. And as a kid, I'm like, are we leaving? I stayed in trouble. You get in the car, you roll down the window, you continue the conversation. Y'all come go with us. And when dad cranked up the car, I'm like, finally we are leaving. So some of us. Some of us say that we want to change. But do we? Are we like Ahab? Oh, yeah, 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 I want to see the rain. I don't really think it's coming. Like, I've told people before, let me put it this way. I've had people say, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change, I want to change. Change comes about when we stop saying it and we're, and we're okay, God, whatever you want. I'll receive it. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. And Elijah's telling Ahab, you need to quit playing. You need to quit playing around. Rain's coming. Rain rain is coming, and you need to get ready. That's what he told Ahab. Climb in your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. All the rain came. Now, all the people that were on Mount Carmel saw the fire fall, and they fell down on their face, and they, they worshiped God. But when the rain fell, let, well, let me ask a question. You, this is church. You need to be honest. How many of y'all can dance? Raise your hand. You can dance. I'm not going to call you on stage. Okay, that's not a lot of people. How many can do the electric slide? Okay, okay well, that's dancing, y'all. Good God. I can't dance. Electri- yes! You know why we got the lecture slide? It's the only, it's the only dance white people can do. It, we, that's all we got. We can do the lecture slide. I mean, How many can do the boot, scoop, boogie? Boot, scoop, boogie? Anybody? Yeah, I like that song. It's good. How many can do the, the cha-cha slide? Macarena? Okay, yeah. All I got really is that thing from Hitch where, where Will Smith teaches him to dance. Like I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting married in, in, in like, like three months and that's all I got right there. That's all I got. That's all I'm supposed to do. That's all I got. I can dance. But let me ask you this question. Do you, think, do you think that the people on the mountain that day, when the rain started falling, do you think they got out their umbrella or do you think they danced? See, when it hadn't rained in three years and it's raining, you're not complaining. You're dancing. You're rejoicing because you're experiencing something you haven't experienced in a real long time. I'm saying that to say I want Second Chance to be a place where we dance and where we celebrate God, God's rain falling, not just on our church but in our hearts and bringing about a harvest that only he could bring about. I want this to be a place where we can dance and celebrate because I think that's what was going on in this passage. They're celebrating the rain falling. Several years ago, I was I was traveling, and if you've ever traveled, it's it's not really fun. Oh, I'd love to travel, not really. It's not fun, especially traveling a lot. Like it's I like getting to the destination and getting back, but the traveling part, like being on an airplane. I, so I I traveled to Israel, and and a couple things had gone wonky with the flight, and then and have you ever been on an airplane so long you start to smell like airplane, like you smell like you're like airplane and then you feel like airplane you got that film on you and all you want to do is take a shower you just want to take a shower and put on the complimentary bathrobe um except for me i'm six six so the complimentary bathrobe like comes up to here but it's, well, i don't care i'm in the room by myself and so so i remember i, I finally got out of the airport and we lost a bag but we found it and finally got to the hotel and i'm just like oh god And I'm in Israel, and the guy asked me for my name, and I said Perry Noble, and he punched my name in the computer, and he went, oh, you don't want to hear that. By the way, oh, that means the same thing in every country. (laughs) France, Germany, oh, that's not what you want to hear. And he looked at me, and he looked at his computer, and he looked at me, and in my mind, now, I don't know about you, I'm a worst-case scenario thinker, so I'm not only thinking not only did they not have my room, but I'm gonna get arrested and thrown in prison. I don't know what I've done, but I'm sure I've done something. And, and, and so he, he goes, oh, you know, that's the problem. He goes, no, no problem. You've been upgraded to the presidential suite. I was like, oh. I said, oh, oh. Because <laughs> I didn't book the presidential suite. I booked the barely inside a house suite. Like, I'm, like I just needed a bed and a lamp and a shower. I, don't, I still to this day, I don't know how I got upgraded. He said, uh, we will walk you there. I was like, okay, it's good because I don't. And I figured the whole time, this is a joke, they walked, y'all, I was in the presidential suite. Like in Tel Aviv on the Mediterranean Sea one whole side of the wall, nothing but glass, and I can look out at the ocean. And I'm like, oh, and they had a fruit basket, I didn't care, and a box of chocolates, and I tore through those like Forrest Gump. Uh, Like, I was, I didn't ask for it, but I got it. I didn't ask for it, but I got it. I didn't ask for it, but I got it. And some of you are like, why in the world would you share that? The reason why is very simple. When you receive what God has for you, He'll start giving you things you didn't even ask for. I'll prove it to you. Watch this. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Did he ask for special strength? Nope. But he got it. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Is that a little crazy? Can you imagine Ahab... You're in your chariot just driving along. All of a sudden, you look in your rearview mirror. What the? And Elijah's like, (laughs) Forrest Gump again. Did he ask for special strength, yes or no? No, but he got it. He got things he didn't even ask for. See, when we say yes to God on a consistent basis, he'll give you hope you didn't ask for. He'll give you peace you didn't ask for. He'll give you joy you didn't ask for. He'll bring people in your, he'll blow your mind. For somebody today, you just, you just like, you just need to see a cloud the size of a man's hand starting to expand out over the sea. And I know for me, God, right before my life hit a wall several years ago, I can remember where I was. I can remember what I was doing. I was actually working out. And God spoke a word to me so clearly. Now, I want to be very clear. I've never heard an audible. God's never spoke to me audibly. I've never heard that. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying I've never experienced this. But but this was as close to audible as I've ever heard. He, He spoke to me so clearly one word, persevere. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea why he was speaking it to me. I thought it had to do with my workout. I was like, well, I'm having a really good workout. That's really awesome. But do you know that for me, that one word so many times over the past five years has been a cloud the size of a man's hand over the sea? And it's been that one word that I've gone back to. In that moment, God was merciful enough to me to rain down the word persevere in my heart that word has brought me through so many things so with all that in mind let me circle back to the question that we started with Do do I really want to receive the word the Lord has for me because listen it's not fire it's rain and don't count yourself out because if God can rain on Ahab God can rain on us would you be willing to posture yourself in the position of surrender and say, God, if you got a word for me, and he does, he does. God, if you got a word for me, I want to receive it. Can we stand for closing prayer? Father, thank you so much that your word is living and active. Thank you so much for each and every person in this room, God, we pray, God, for your rain to fall. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm wondering if you'll, if you'd be willing just to say, God, if you've got a word for me, I want to receive it. God, I want to, I want to receive your word in my heart. I want to receive your word in my mind because your word does not return empty. It always produces something so father right now i want to pray god i want to receive whatever it is that you have for me jesus thank you so much that your word is living and active with heads still bowed and eyes still closed, maybe you make that place you're standing right now your personal altar going god i I'll receive what you have for me. The word you have for me, I receive it. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Christ. You've never prayed to accept Christ in your life. Maybe you need to receive Jesus. If that's you and you're here or you're watching online, I wanna invite you to ask Jesus into your life right where you stand, right where you stand right now. You can just pray in your heart. Jesus Christ, I know that I'm a sinner and I need you as my savior. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave to pay for my sin. And right now, Jesus, I receive you into my life. With heads still bowed and eyes still closed, if you just prayed to receive Christ, I want you to do me a favor. Right now, I want you to put your hand straight up in the air, and I want you to leave it up for just a second because I want to celebrate with you. If you're online, I want to do the hand raise emoji because we've had people do this all day. You just put your hand in the air. Father, thank you so much today that you have saved people thank you so much today that you are changing lives thank you jesus that you spoke a word to people today you spoke a word into our life today father i pray that as we walk out of this place god that we would receive the word and we would walk in accordance with what you've spoken into us God, we would walk out of here knowing god that not only do you want to do that in us but you want to do more that we can walk out of this room with more hope than we thought we could have more joy than we thought we could have more peace than we thought we could have knowing god that you are a god who has greater plans for our life greater plans for our church we love you jesus we celebrate who you are we say yes to you In Jesus' name, everybody that agreed said, amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Man, I'm so glad you were here. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. Y'all have a great week. God bless.